Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. Welcome to episode 61 of Private Club Radio. This bus keeps rolling along. It's like, for me, it's like going to a conference every single Monday, listening to the best and the brightest minds in the private club industry. I love doing this show. This week, we are going to be chatting with Eddie Bullock of eddiebullockgolf.com, coming to us from the UK. And I want to put it out there right from the get-go that I apologize if I mispronounce any words, folks. Last time I was in the United Kingdom, I was at a party. This is about six, seven, eight years ago. I can't even remember how long. Maybe even nine, nine or ten years ago, actually. I'm in the UK. I'm at a party. And I'm talking, and I'm talking about some supplements I'm taking, and I don't know how that subject came up, but anyways, I'm talking about some supplements. And so, yeah, I said, I'm taking this particular vitamin. It's called vitamin F or something. I forget what it was. And the the guy starts laughing and chuckling. He calls over his friends and says, you won't believe it. The Yank just called vitamins vitamins. Ha, 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 ha. And there was a hearty guffaw from the entire crowd. So if there's anything that I pronounce incorrectly on today's show, hey, I'm just a yank, so cut me a little slack, will (laughs) you? But really, we're going to have a great discussion with Eddie. I spoke with some folks from England and from the UK and Europe, and everyone that I spoke to about Eddie had incredible things to say about him. So I really wanted to have him on his show, get his perspective. We're going to discuss some changes that are happening to the manager's role in the UK. We're going to discuss some of the clubs that are really doing it right. And towards the end of that interview, Eddie drops a piece of knowledge on us that's some of the best advice I've heard probably all month here on Private Club Radio. Not that any of our guests didn't have great content, but it's really, really good. So you'll want to stay tuned for that. Now, I want to give a shout out to a frequent contributor of this show, Rick Coffey of Club Essential. Rick, I hope you're doing well, man. He just had surgery for his knee. If you were at the CMAA show and you went to the Club Essential booth, you probably saw Rick with this huge apparatus. Well, he actually had his knee surgery. So hope you're doing well, Rick. I know he's listening to this show because he is a weekly listener in addition to co-hosting the inbox here on Private Club Radio when we have that segment. So Rick, hope you're doing well, man. Hope the recovery goes quickly. So I sent my book to press last week. We ordered the first batch of books. There's actually only, as of the taping of this show, only 18 left of them. So if you want to get your hands on a copy of the Definitive Guide to Membership Marketing before anyone else, that's probably something you should do ASAP because I'm not going to probably have them in the next few days. There's going to be a sellout and you'll have to wait till they come out on March 31st and you're going to have to buy it at the full price, which I don't want that to happen to you. There's also a couple extra goodies that you will not get once the book comes out. So use the code PCMA. Not only are you going to get $10 off, you are going to make a donation of 25% of that purchase price to the PCMA Foundation's scholarship fund. I want to thank Greg Patterson. That's the announcement that I was kind of holding off on. Greg Patterson actually wrote the foreword to my book, and it's quite lovely alongside Rick Coyne of the Professional Club Marketing Association. So thank you both to those gentlemen who wrote the foreword to my book. 
I also want to thank Norm Spitzig of Master Club Advisors. Thank you, Norm. Norm wrote an endorsement of my book. Here's what he said. He said, it's a comprehensive fact-based approach to contemporary private club membership marketing and one that, if followed, will virtually guarantee a full, energized, and engaged membership. Simply put, your club cannot afford to be without the definitive guide to membership marketing. Norm, thank you so much for those kind words. And if you'd like to pick up your copy of the book, you can do that at membershipmarketingbook.com. I am so excited to get this in the hands of club managers, of membership directors, and of membership committee members across the country who are looking to grow their membership and looking to make an impact with their marketing. And marketing does not have to be a dirty word. It's not discounting. We're not talking about lowering the value. In fact, we're, we're increasing the perceived value of clubs when we're doing marketing the right way. I'm going to show you how to do that in this book. It's membershipmarketingbook.com if you'd like to pick up your copy. There's only 18 left. You better do it quick. All right, without further ado, it's time to bring on our featured guest. My guest today is Eddie Bullock, principal owner of Eddie Bullock Golf Consultancy. Since 2008, his firm specializes in golf facility management with a broad range of golf-related disciplines, including strategic management, structured organizational changes, marketing, and customer service. He's a frequent speaker within the golf and country club industry throughout Europe, and he's also an advisor for Colt McKenzie McNair, the leading recruitment organization in the UK. Eddie, welcome to Private Club Radio. So great to have you with us. Gabe, good to be with you. It really is. Uh, thank you. Now, you have a pretty diverse background. You were you were a PGA member. You were the Great Britain and Ireland Golfers Association captain from 2011 to 2013. You've been a board member of the Golf Club Managers Association. You're a member of the Managers Association of Europe, the Club Managers of Europe. And you have an honorary doctorate from Burnmouth University. So that is pretty impressive. I guess you kind of like <laughs> golf a little bit, right, Eddie? Oh, I love the game, Gabe. It's uh, very special to me. I uh, I love still playing it. Uh, it gets me frustrated sometimes, as it does us all. But I love the people in the game, you know, and uh, the whole uh, atmosphere of it. It really is. Uh, it really just give me a wow. Yeah, absolutely. From every everybody that I've talked to that knows you, Eddie. You're very well regarded over there in Europe, and so it's really a treat to have you on the show here to talk with, well, listeners around the world, but of course, much of our listenerships here in the United States, and I love to get the European flavor from some folks, and you're the person to talk to. So along those lines, could you just give me an overview of the golf business in the UK and what's going on over there? Well, I have to say, I think there's um, it's looking good. I, I'm very confident now coming into two, two, uh, 2017. Um, there are some clubs that have uh, had some challenges and they've plowed the way through them. And now they're progressing. I mean, there's, there's still a lot of challenges to do. But what has happened is clubs have really found they've got to work hard and the members aren't just coming to them anymore. They're having to get out and sell themselves and uh, embrace those opportunities and um, making it, as we all around the world seem to be wanting to make it more uh, family-centric and get females involved and, uh, you know, just generally make the clubs a part of that whole community, you know, and uh, em embrace them into the community and feel friendly. It's, it's straightforward, really, but um, I think what we've now finding 
is uh, the more progressive clubs are actually embracing that all the way through. Mm. Yeah, let's talk about some of those clubs that are really doing things right over there. What clubs stand out for you, Eddie? And what are they doing? Well, the one that does stand out to me in mind, and I am slightly associated with it, um, and that is uh, Goodwood. I think you um, recently had uh, Stuart Gillette, the general manager there, but um, Goodwood Mm -hmm. have have really forced the whole uh, situation of golf and made it more modern, more friendly. You know, you can go into the uh, facilities there, which are very contemporary. They're open, uh, feel comfortable for all walks of life to walk in there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and you can uh, use your laptops and iPads, and it, it's now planning towards that younger or to the the businessman and woman to be a part of that club. Um, and certainly the the team there have uh, progressed with their customer service and continually work on that and make uh, make golf attractive you know from the points of view they um give everybody an, a marvelous experience from the moment you're there to the moment you leave you know and um the important thing is is when they do leave people keep coming back yeah so that that will be one club um another club not a, a million miles is a place called windlesham um privately owned club but in very similar vein it's a, a very uh, contemporary feel as you walk in there, um, all the things that you would want in these modern facilities. You know, um, we're all experts in coffee now, so good coffee has to be right. So that yeah. gives you one example. But those are areas. Um, and let me go on. There's others such as Woburn, who I was associated with for many years. Um, they're moving forward leaps and bounds with, with um, their development and their golf experience as well as everything else. And there's another one right in the um, right in the depths of Cornwall, which is right southwest. Um, so it's about four hours from me. Is a place called Travose. Um, it's more of a probably a nice resort course, but it's got a great membership and people are friendly. But it it's the same sort of ethos. It's really getting people involved in the game of golf and other uh, incremental areas within the golf club as well as everything else. So in particular, in terms of getting people involved in golf, do you have any tips or ideas that you can share with folks here on how to do that? Yeah, well, uh, America, U.S. has been very um, highly uh, developing our thoughts on customer service. But so I think um, I have to say once the British do it properly, they do it properly. And it's a very friendly sort of way of creating that good customer service mm-hmm. but i always have one tip i say you have 168 hours in a week and on average uh, the the member goes to the club for six hours or he could be there twice a week and could be there for 12 hours but let's assume he's there for um a six hour period from the way from the moment he, he, he um, arrives there to when he de- departs right. then what are you doing what are you communicating in the rest of those 162 hours, mm-hmm. how are you being able to focus and give that subliminal message that the club is the place to be? And mm-hmm. um, so it's not just the six hours that they're there, it's the, the 162 hours that they're not going to be there, right. keeping them a part of that sort of brand, understanding the golf, you know, m- making sure that there's some good uh, quality invites to come up to the club at uh, certain points, whether it's um, wine tasting or themed evenings or evening golfs and barbecues, 
keep the message flowing through. Yep. And, you know, it can flow through to every uh, generation and age group, you know, because the more you get those people all together, it becomes such a fascinating uh, opportunity for people to network and get together and enjoy the game of golf. Let's have some fun. Yeah, from it. it's a fun game. It should be it should be fun. Yeah. yeah. So next thing I want to ask you about is untapped markets. So you mentioned women and children there. Are there any real untapped markets that you see or some places where you think the game can grow over there in the UK? Well, I, I certainly do. I mean, certainly um, with the ladies, at the moment you've got a lot of young ladies who've got families. Um, you know, we, we've got to step out and find a way to be able to um, look after the families, even if it's for a two-hour slot, just to get them involved in golf and get them to network and create more friendships as well as everything else things aren't just going to happen overnight right. um but that's the type of thing i do know that certain clubs are doing sure. from the junior point of view well we we've all we all have responsibility in golf to make sure more and more juniors are playing um but we aren't, haven't got to always focus on making them pedigree players you know if they they play golf and they're going to be 20 handicapped for the rest of their life that's fine, you know, but what golf does give everybody, it gives us them values, it gives them um, a certain amount of disciplines as well as everything else, and it get, gets them to, to uh, communicate mm -hmm. socially as well as everything else. So um, you see so many young people now are on their iPads and um, iPhones, all very good and all very positive, but there's no, nothing better to communicate than socially and verbally. So right. those are certain right. things from a, and I think more from a health perspective as well. Um, there are some clubs over here that are really focusing their marketing on developing the health parts of, of golf, not just uh, being a better player all the time, you know, get people involved. Yeah, so uh, healthy lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Get in there. Yep. Yeah. I can't wait. To, I have a four year old and uh, my my youngest son is turning one over the weekend. So I can't wait till I can get them out on the golf course and get them away from, you know, TV and YouTube. And it, it is that it, we're just we're inundated with electronics yeah. and stuff these days. Absolutely. But Gabe, don't you think, um, you know, that now we're living longer. So the generations have got more opportunity to be together and what are the game in, in the world mm -hmm. can you go out on the golf course with your probably your it could get a grandfather a sure. father this okay. son and potentially great grandchildren as well male and female let's make right. sure we emphasize that because yep. it is fantastic and that's where we should be focusing on as well as everything else and um, making sure people are being a part of the whole community as well. That's right. Yeah, I just posted a picture last week of it was four generations out on the golf course. It was my my father, me and my yeah. cousin, and then his son. It was uh, it was pretty cool to be out there like that. It was really nice. Well, I, I want to change gears just a little bit here off golf and talk more about customer service and team building. I know you have some ideas on that, Eddie. How do you build a great team at a club? Well, you're you're abs you're absolutely right. I think um, I I don't call it um, well. There's leadership, absolutely, but good leaders can create great teams, and it becomes teamship as much as anything else. And customer service is is a whole part of the the whole experience. It's marketing, 
It's the whole bottom line. Uh, the more you keep people happy, you care about people, you actually love people, you bring them together. Uh, and that's creating that actual team to be a part of that. So you're in, having to engage, you know, the, your, your, sound, your, sound, your sight, your sound, smell, taste and touch are all part of being engaging in some form or another. Mm-hmm. And um, and getting the, the whole team to have a buy into this as well as everything else. It doesn't matter where they are. It could be, I've always said, you know, one of the most important people that um, – were a part of my club when I was in the club business and industry were the the, um, housekeepers in the morning. They came to clean the whole place. Now, you will probably start at half past five, six a.m., and um, you've got to engage with them because they're just as important. If, unless they're there on time, the rest of the team can't work. Right. And uh, if you got get members coming in early, um, then they also have to communicate. So you have to make sure that you've got people there with some form of interpersonal skills to be able to deliver. So uh, those are areas that you've got to think of the backroom staff as well. You know, it's like when you put a big um, Broadway show or a West End show, it, it happens, but there's people behind the scenes that are putting a lot together. So That's right. engaging and um, and I think being unique as well as everything else, m- making sure that you uh, incorporate good methods and the, the language or the, or, the, or the customs that your members want to hear, mm-hmm. as well as everything else. We've spoken about gen- different generations now coming into the game, um, and they speak a different language. So we have to accept it. So we've got to be unique and uh, engage with that generation that are coming in to feel a part of that. So that's one case of being unique. The other side is, we, we always say this, is to, to personalize um, the part, you know, get to know people, get to know what they do, get to know what the families do. This isn't rocket science. It's just being engaging, as I said, to make sure you're bringing people in, you know, and there's nothing nicer once you've remembered somebody's um, family has gone off to university to recall that and, People would know those little things that where are they gone and didn't know you were noticing and all that type of thing. Mm-hmm. It becomes a surprise. That's, sure. that's another unique area. It's surprising people as well as everything else. Yeah. And uh, the most important thing then is once you've got that that um, team shipped together and the team spirit is being repeatable. So it becomes consistent. It becomes spontaneous as well as everything else. You're not having to work at it but all that is down to good training and um, what I've found out in the uh, last few years is you certainly in the UK you now have clubs that are really embracing the opportunity of customer service however it's taken some time because um, there's no good just doing two or three workshops it's got to be total work in progress all the way through you've got to be able to review it and improve it and make it unique for your business. Don't just copy it off the bookshelf and right. because you've read a book and that's the way to do it. Yep. Be innovative and let everybody have an input and a buy-in to be able to deliver that as well as everything else. Yeah, and I so, would I would I would yeah? in, invite listeners to go back to Lisa Huddeman's interview that was about uh, two episodes ago here on Private Club Radio, and she talks about core values and how do you really align yourself as a team. I think you're right on there, Eddie, for sure. Yeah. Do you have any tips for listeners on how to find the uniqueness in their club and put it on display for the world? Well, I think the one thing I look at is 
is know, know your customer journey. Know your members and guests journey. Know them all. Well, again, coming back to the generation, male and female, and delve into that journey. Um, it's easy just to do a journey, put the journey away, and then develop a, a customer service strategy. But really um, make it different. What do they actually need? What does that uh, member and guest need from that visit? And it can change on a, a daily basis, but it's been ahead of the game, game as well as everything else. So uh, drawing it and being able to measure that as well as everything else, get your team uh, totally involved and, and set them little targets about doing things slightly different than they, um, they have done the previous year. Stepping out on the first tee, for example, and uh, just introducing yourself. If you're golf operations or anybody, even if you could be from the administration, to be perfectly honest, just allow them to go out and they, they're behind the scenes. And sometimes they don't quite understand the uh, golf uh, fraternity. So it's making those be a part of it. If people come off the 18th, then let's embrace them, bring them in. You know, are you going in now to... Uh, have a drink. Let, let me go, go and take your order for you. You know, and uh, have you seen the new Callaway driver, TaylorMade driver, Pink yeah. driver? Let's say how we everything, any way you can communicate to be able to make it easier for them. I, so I love those that. are the little. Yeah, I love that, Eddie. Um, I've never walked off an 18th green and ever ran into anybody. <laughs> <laughs> How cool would it be if there was some sort of a person there, a concierge or just someone, some staff from the club to then take you to the next area of the club? That would be so cool. Love that yeah. idea. Well, it keeps them there longer than you make feel welcomed. And it's creating that atmosphere of welcome all the time. As I yeah. said earlier, people are, they've got so many choices now, Gabe. They can go to so many different uh, outlets and um, clubs and courses and, 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 and select where they want to be a member. Mm -hmm. um so you know bring them in and uh, take them on the journey with you you know it. and uh, yeah. work it as that team i love that i love that all right well speaking of the journey there eddie there's a lot more pga golfers taking a leadership role at the club can we discuss a little bit about that and what you're seeing over there in the uk you, yeah, absolutely. We've got more PGA members now being uh, going into the club management um, structure and, and leading the golf clubs. And it, it's uh, for me personally, um, I made the change in '86, '87, um, and I feel I've you know helped and pioneered that forward. It gives me such a lot of delight personally to see these younger men and women coming in and taking their career, which they, they've started off, they wanted, they were good players, <laughs> and they've now started to understand and, and get the soul of the game of golf. They understand it. They want to be a part of it. They want to help people. So consequently, they've now find and diversified uh, their futures in uh, further education and further development, and now are leading some very well-known golf clubs throughout the, the UK. And there's more and more of them because the education now over here um, is uh, more prominent. Um, not only have we got the, the CMAE, which is associated with CMAA um, qualification and accreditation, but the uh, PGA and uh, the Golf Club Managers Association and the British International Golf Greenkeepers Association have just uh, uh, collaborated 
to develop their own um, uh, diploma into uh, golf club management. Yeah. Wow, that's excellent. Excellent. I want to remind listeners that we're speaking with Eddie Bullock, and you can check his company out. It's eddiebullockgolf.com. Eddie, you do a lot of speaking around the UK, as we mentioned. What are some of the subjects that you're covering these days, and what's really the hot topic that you're seeing? Oh, Gabe, I tell you. Um, well, I, I've just recently been uh, spoken in Montpellier in France only 10 days ago, and a, a couple of weeks before that I was in Denmark, and I was at, uh, uh, in Birmingham the other day and Bournemouth the following day. So the topics that, that we're looking at at the moment, I do a great program on the transition into management. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's uh, I'll be doing one on Tuesday, t- Tuesday uh, Wednesday, sorry, uh, in Ipswich, which is in East Anglia, uh, over here on the East Coast. And that'll be to some young, about 22 uh, potential young managers coming into wow. the game, into management. And we go through leadership, um, taking on roles that uh, are historically, uh, taking on historical teams that have been there sometime. We have a great blast, and it's really, really exciting. I really love to see it, I can't tell you. Yeah, um, we what's, get some amazing one, questions. What's one tip from that, Eddie? I'd love to hear what's what. Just give me, just give us one little taste of that. What's what's your best tip for people who are making that transition or taking on that leadership? Role? Oh my goodness! Um, <laughs> I don't I want do, to ruin it for I, anyone, I, but <laughs> I, I, I do great. I've got a free ebook uh, oh, nice. on my website, so anybody want to download that, they can do it. Cool. But um, it takes everybody through the the issues really um the the biggest tip i can give everybody is you just never stop learning Mm -hmm. and um from the point of view of always um listen i tell you the one great tip i always give is to to read obituaries would you believe you know obituaries of yeah absolutely and uh, it's one thing I've always um, looked at, and it's amazing what uh, if you read them, what little historical things you can pick up. Because the, though the world changes, the business world on the um, on on the fundamentals don't change, and uh, you pick up a lot of information from that as well as everything else. Wow. The other thing I always uh, emphasize is, for goodness' sake, study your financials. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think anybody going into club management uh, should have the wool pull over their eyes at all in any aspect. So they should know about the financials. They should know about uh, the bit of the retail, the turf maintenance, the food and beverage. And if they can get that, then they will be certainly good leaders. There's no question about that. And um, those are the little tips I would always give. But you never stop learning. Yeah. Never ever stop learning. No, no, you're you're absolutely right there, and that's that's a skill that you can't teach somebody. They have to have that in them, you know. So, yeah, it, it's yeah. important to find the right people on your team that are, that have that same mentality. I think as well. But but I love it, you know. I mean, uh, just mentoring uh, people through it and and listening to them. And sometimes you don't have to say anything. You're just giving them confidence because you're listening. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the, that's the important thing, you know, uh, so, uh, it, it gives them so much confidence that they've got somebody they, they can re- uh, rely on as well as everything else. Yeah. Um, yeah. So good. You have any shortcuts to become a better listener, by the way? Cause it sounds like you are a very good listener. 
Um, well, I always read uh, the, the, the terms that come to mind is Stephen Convey, uh, seek to understand and then to be understood. Right. I, that's always st stayed with me. And he made another one, which was, um, I've got it here in front of me. So nice. it's a, a, so most people don't listen with the intent to understand. They listen with the intent to reply. Mm. And that's a, it's always stayed with me for a, many a year. And, um, that's right. Uh, so listening is a, an art and a skill in itself. Totally. It, it's something to be covering next week when I'm doing my workshop. So, yes. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I thought you might you might be doing something like that. All right. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm interested in your bucket list. We haven't asked this question to guests in, in quite some time, but uh, I think you're a person I've got to ask this question to. If there's one club out there, and I know it's going to be tough for you to pick one, but if there's one that people have to visit before they die, Eddie, what is it for you? Oh, just one. I've got it. I've yep. got it. Just come <laughs> that's, that's the game we're UK. playing. I'm, I'm gonna... sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my good. Well, I've got to say, I love Goodwood. It's the, uh, if you stay on the ninth there, it's a 360 degrees. You can see Chichester Cathedral. You can see the English Channel. You can see the beautiful estate here at the Gone the Goodwood Estates. So I'm going to give you that as my UK. But my one I've played. And it's in my heart. Uh, is Cypress Point? Okay. Wow. I don't think so we've had that. that one mention wow. that one. Yeah. That was a wow experience for me. So um, cool. just the history of it and the the whole experience of being there as well. So, um, but I've still got a lot more I want to go to. So. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, what's on your bucket list then? If you could go to one, what's what? What is it for you? Oh. Pine Valley. Okay. All right. <laughs> Pine Valley, Roll. Yeah. So nice. I wanted to do that. And um, uh, Royal Melbourne, I'd like to be there. It's uh, still a, quite a lot. That's the beauty about golf. That's the, uh, such an adventure, you know. That's it's a true. remarkable journey I'm having every day, you know. That's, that's true. So, again, I want to invite listeners to download Eddie's ebook. It's at eddiebullockgolf.com. Eddie, if folks want to reach out directly to you, and either get some of your wisdom or maybe have you speak at one of their events. How do they go about doing that, Eddie? Well, uh, they can get me through my website. There's a, a message there. They can go direct. Uh, I'd be more than happy uh, to listen from anybody and uh, have the opportunity to uh, spread the word and my gospel and be a disciple and get out there into the golf world and uh, share my uh, it passion as well as everything else you know it's 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 not just a, a job of work for me it is uh it's a day day on day i keep learning and enjoying and passing my information on excellent eddie thank you so much for joining us today on private club radio and i hope you have a wonderful rest of yours Dave, thank you very much it's an absolute pleasure and can i wish you all the very best with your new book it's fantastic what a great guest to have loved that conversation I'd love to hear Eddie speak. I'm hoping I get over to Europe in the next year or two and, and have that opportunity. I'd love to hear what that gentleman has to say. And I hope you can come back here next week on Private Club Radio. I'm going to be discussing the art of telling a story with Mark Ensign, who is one of the leading influencers around the world, really. He's had a blog read by millions of people, and he knows how to tell a story, how to get a brand message out there. It's so critical as a club that you tell the right story. We're going to show you why and how to do that next week on Private Club Radio. Until then, 
Here's to your membership success. Private Club Radio is brought to you by the Private Club Agency, the premier marketing and consulting firm dedicated to helping clubs increase and retain their membership. Visit privateclubagency.com to learn more.